Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Relove podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ezzy Spencer. I'm a best-selling author, a coach, and I help brilliant, magical women to create love. I take women from single and stuck and feeling a bit disillusioned and horrible about you know their current situation to being in a place where they're having fun in the dating process, like actually enjoying courtship and romance and being pursued and cherished and adored like you absolutely deserve in the journey to stepping into a healthy relationship. And in this podcast, we go through questions from listeners and readers. So feel free to send those in if you'd like a little bit of free love and dating and relationships advice. You can always jump into my DMs over on Instagram. My handle there is Ezzy Spencer. And I also go through themes and challenges which I see coming up with my clients. And so I work with the Relove Wheel. If you're not familiar with that, I do invite you to go over to Ezzy Spencer. I'm talking there about wheel number two. It's a process which I lead people through how to go from dating to relationships. There's eight spokes on the wheel and you'll hear me talk about those spokes throughout these podcast episodes as well. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to be diving into something which comes up a lot with my clients, which is why doesn't he pursue me or why doesn't he ask me out? And I tend to work with women who are interested in attracting men, although really what it's all about is women who want to come back more into the feminine mode of operating. So more of the being mode, more of the receiving mode, and they're looking to attract a partner who's more masculine in nature. So I do have queer women in the program who are interested in attracting uh, women or other genders into more of that initiating or pursuing mode. Um <clears throat> Ultimately, there's no right or wrong way to do relationships, right? It's just about being authentic in terms of what it is that you desire and what is the kind of energy dynamic that actually works really well for you in the context of intimate and romantic relationships, because it might be a different mode of operating for you. You might be very happy in that doing initiating driving role in a professional context, but when it comes to your um, primary partnership, you know, you might actually really enjoy being taken care of and being pursued. Again, no right or wrong. It's simply about tuning into yourself and and seeing what is actually true and real for you. Um, but you will find that as you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to be speaking through the lens of that woman who wants to come back more into her into her feminine in the context of her romantic relationships and wants some support on the how to do that. So, uh, so one of the reasons why they're not finding that they're experiencing pursuit when they're putting themselves out there into the dating world is because they're not showing themselves. So they're not showing their, their true self. Um, they're not showing their, their heart and their essence. They're not showing that feminine mode of being, uh, first, And I'm going to talk a little bit in this episode what I mean by that and what it might look like to show yourself first. And then (laughs) there's a couple of other parts of it too, right? And so I am also going to talk about, well, what happens when you do show yourself? Um, What do you do next, right? Because when you do start to show yourself, you start to show your feminine essence, you might end up... uh, you know, experiencing a lot of inbound interest. You might become very magnetic. It actually is the road to becoming irresistible. Um, But who are you becoming irresistible to? And so the second part of it is to see. So to show yourself firstly, but then to see what happens when you show yourself. So to see how the other person um, 
is with you? How do they respond to you? Do they reciprocate? And uh, do they step into that pursuit mode if that's something that you are wanting to create? So firstly, show yourself. And then secondly, see what happens once you show yourself. And then the third principle, which I'll go through in this episode, is a really important mindset principle, which is an abundance mindset principle, actually, which is about reminding yourself that there is a surplus of suitors. And so I see that my clients sort of have um, uh, sort of hiccups at each one of these three principles. And sometimes people might have really mastered the showing themselves um, principle, but then they might really forget that there is a, a surplus of suitors available to them the minute that they meet one person that they really like. And so it is important to continue to ground back in yourself and back into your sense of self-sovereignty and to remind yourself whenever you start getting like really invested in someone very, very, very early on in the process before they've necessarily shown um, that they are someone who's going to be a viable contender for what it is that you are wanting to create in the long term, which is for most people who come into Rela, that is a long-term, healthy, soul-aligned partnership. Um, we want to be going through a filtering process, right? And we don't want to be getting into a bit of a sunk cost fallacy. The sunk cost, by the way, is an unconscious bias that the human mind often has, which is that, you know, we've spent a little bit of time or we've put some effort or energy or resources or thought into one thing or one person or one scenario or one relationship or one experience, you know, therefore we need to keep investing in that. Um, we want to ensure that we are not falling into uh, that unconscious bias or any scarcity mindset as part of a decision-making process around who it is that we're going to um, be choosing to to come into partnership with, who we're going to make some pretty significant choices about in terms of our um, you know, ongoing life and relationship and potentially family and all of those kind of things. We want to ensure that we're staying deeply rooted and grounded in ourselves and, 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 and going through an appropriate filtering process. And it can be really helpful to maintain that abundance mindset, right? To remind yourself that there is a surplus of suitors available for you. And the more you master that first principle, the more you're going to start to experience that that's true. All right. So show, show yourself, show yourself first, um, show your true self first, actually um, see what happens once you show yourself. And then thirdly, remind yourself that there is a surplus of suitors available for you. You might want to write those three things down on a post-it note if you're currently going through the dating uh, process, because it's going to really help you uh, to master that process if you follow those three principles. Okay. So the first one there, show yourself first and this is going to be um, particularly, I mean, you can do this in any relationship, actually, in any context is to go first. And it requires a huge amount of bravery to be able to do that. Um, and it also requires uh, some emotional resilience around being rejected, because a lot of the time, the reason why we don't want to show ourselves is because that we're scared that people will go away when we show our true selves. And that's particularly the case if we have had tendrils of people pleasing, or if we're pretty good at trying to figure out what it is that the other person might want and then show up and perform that for them in order to feel safe or in order to gain acceptance or approval or love. All right. So there's lots of reasons why we might use masks around who we really are. And particularly in the 
in the dating context, right? You know, when we're coming into romantic and intimate relating, there's no other place where we're going to feel like quite as um, vulnerable. So many of us, particularly when we're dating later in life, like we've really had our heart go through the ringer um, where we've been hurt in love. And so it's very understandable that we might have these uh, shields that we put up to protect ourselves. And these shields, it can take all kinds of forms, actually. You know, they could take the form of like really shutting, shutting down who we are and, you know, trying to be cool and flexing a little bit in terms of our responses um, on the apps when we're putting together our dating profiles, the prompts that we're answering or the kind of photos that we're choosing. For example, we might choose photos where we're surrounded by other people or we might choose photos where we have sunglasses cover our, covering our eyes or we might choose photos, um, you know, which are like really about um, outdoor activities only, you know, and all that stuff is great, you know, but it's like I, if that's actually obscuring, you know, what you really look like and also, you know, how you really feel, then that's going to act as an energetic shell that's going to act as a repellent. People are not going to uh, be uh, attracted to you because they can't see you and they can't feel you. People need to be able to sense uh, who you are. Another way that people can actually hide themselves is by leading with sex. So going to the other side of the spectrum there. And so leading with the kind of pictures that might be overtly sexual or might be kind of first trap pictures, right? And yes, that's going to get a lot of attention. That's going to get a lot of clicks, but for what, right? <laughs> like it's you, 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 your sexuality is certainly one aspect of you, but it's it's not the full aspect of you, right? And so you want to be ensuring as you're putting together a profile that you really are allowing those masks to come down. You are allowing any habitual defense mechanisms that you're using to be put to rest as you are showing um, showing like who you really are and what your desires are in terms of dating and relating So when we show ourselves at the very start, we're going to become magnetic to the people that we're actually interested in. So when we turn on the light of ourselves, so this is our heart, this is our essence, this is our radiance. It's a little bit of an ephemeral concept to describe. This is very much something which is felt. But when we turn that on, when we send that energetic flare up, when we turn on our heart light, then this is going to be what is going to activate or inspire interest and pursuit and the more masculine energy coming in and turning the wheel. And so it turns the concept on the head, right? Because a lot of people are like, you know, well, once someone pursues me, then I'm going to show who I am. Then I'm going to turn my light on. Then they're going to demonstrate that they're worthy of uh, getting a chance to see or feel who I really am. And it doesn't work like that. The feminine goes first. So that feminine mode of being, the feminine, like turning on the light, allowing that radiance, the glow of the, you know, really sublime feminine energy to be experienced is what is going to excite and activate the pursuit. So it's like if you don't put on your light, but the person next to you puts on their light, then someone who is more in that masculine energy is going to feel activated and inspired to go to the house next door because that's where the light is on. And it doesn't mean that the person's light next door is better than your light. It just might be that that light is on. 
So the very aspect of having the light on is going to activate pursuit. Now, this is in the very first instance of attraction and chatting on the apps, right? You know, there still needs to be a process on both sides of filtering and ensuring that this is actually going to be an aligned match for whatever the longer term goals or objectives or outcomes are in terms of romantic and intimate relating. So it's not like you just turn on your light and then suddenly like every single masculine person in the postcode is going to be there at the house forevermore asking for your hand in marriage. Um, But it's going to give you a better shot at attracting people who might be aligned with you. And it's also going to give you a better shot at being in that receiving mode of being asked out and being in the position where you get to decide whether or not you're going to accept that invitation. Cool. So that's the showing principle, show yourself principle. And if you're not showing yourself, then the invitation here is to ask yourself why. And it can be a indicator that there is some deeper work to do underneath the surface. This is the deeper work that we do in the Relap program where we're gently dissolving some of the blocks. Okay. So the second principle here is to see. So to see what the other person does once you show yourself, see what the other person does when you go first. And it's very brave to go first. It's very brave to turn your light on without knowing who it is that you're going to attract or what's going to happen next, right? You're always in charge of your pace. Uh, But at a certain point, if you do want people to be uh, pursuing you, if you want to be attracting potential uh, suitors. And at some point you will need to show yourself at some point you will need to turn on your light, but you just want to see, do people come and treat you and your light with the degree of respect and compassion that you deserve? Do people come and uh, point and say mean things about your light? You know, in which case, no, they can just go away. They don't continue to have access to you. They don't continue to enjoy your presence. You do not continue to invest in them. Yeah. Um, do other people come and say, oh, that's a nice light. And then just sit there and just like, look at your light and not do anything. In which case you do not continue to give them your time and energy and attention, right? Like, think about this as a a game of tennis in a way, like turning on your light is like you going first, like does someone then hit the ball back? Does someone demonstrate a genuine curiosity in you? Does someone then step into a pursuit mode with you? Does someone take genuine um, interest in you and in your light or are they just going to use your light? Are they just going to use your, your light to be able to like file their nails or like, you know, do a little bit of like work or whatever? No, you know, in which case move them along, you know, they do not continue to have access to you. So see what other people do once you show yourself. And this is really important and a common error that I do see with my clients is that that because they tend to be really big hearted, giving, kind, lovely people, it's like they might show their light, but then they start to overgive from that place. So then they do step into more of that masculine mode of being. So not only do they go first, but then they step into the driver's seat of continuing to drive the conversation, Um, you know, try to activate the relationship, you know, continuing to spin the wheel. So they try to initiate the dates and that type of thing. And that's totally fine if that's something that actually works for you. But what I find is that the women who come into Relove are doing that out of a 
bit of a default patterning. They're doing it out of habit. They're doing it because they're really eager to um, get into a relationship. And over time, they end up feeling pretty depleted and drained and they feel pretty bitter after a number of weeks or months or years, if not a number of just text messages inside of the app. They feel a bit bitter that they're the one that is doing all of the work. And so the invitation here is, if you see yourself in that, is just to disengage. If you're finding that you are showing yourself first, but the other person is not reciprocating, the other person is not responding, if you're finding that the other person just is not a masculine person or doesn't want to be in the masculine mode of operating or isn't able to be in the masculine mode of operating at this time in their life for whatever reason. If this person is not stepping into like the game with you, like if this person is not pursuing or initiating you, if that's a dynamic that you want, then see, see that at this particular stage and, and, and then don't continue to play the game with them because this brings us now onto the third principle, which is that there's a surplus of suitors, which is that there's plenty of people who are out there who are ready for relationship. There's plenty of people are out there who are willing and able to play the game, right? And they're going to want to play it with you when you show yourself, you try show your true self and they're like, oh my gosh, like I would be so lucky to get to have the chance to be able to lean in and to play with that person person. Um, And the more that you show yourself, the more that you get practiced at doing this, and the more that you remind yourself that you do not need to continue to give your time and energy and investment to somebody who's just not playing the game with you for whatever reason. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. They're not able to play a game with you right now. Um, And so be it. You know, there is a surplus of suitors out there for you. And the more that you show yourself, the more you will attract those suitors in time. And the more you're going to have that experience of having someone step in and turn the wheel with you, the more you're going to have that opportunity to relax back into that feminine way of being. And that's just going to be an enormous sigh of relief. It's what you absolutely deserve and it's what is possible for you. So write it down on a post-it note if this is resonating with you. Show yourself first. Allow yourself to be in that feminine mode of being. Then see what happens when people show up. And invitation is don't continue to over-invest and don't get into sort of the early fantasies or projections about what might happen um, with that potentially exciting person that you've just connected with, you know, if they're not showing up and demonstrating interest in you, if they're not wanting to drive things along, then don't continue to put your energy or investment there, but also make sure that you are green lighting them as well. And then thirdly, make sure that you are reminding yourself that there is a surplus of suitors out there for you. This particular person standing in front of you right now is not last chance saloon, even if you really like them. You are absolutely marvelous. Love is absolutely possible for you. And someone would be so lucky to have that opportunity to get to play with you. I hope that this episode helps. If you'd like more in implementing this in your personal love life, then consider joining the next group of the Relove program. I am going to start another cohort in June. So come on over to my website, ezzyspencer.com to find out the details about that. I'm wishing you all of the love that you deserve.